Oh, he's there. Oh, here, let me turn your mics on. You haven't heard from Dan, have you, Chris, about that music uh, nope. debacle? Nope. nope. Okay. Johnny, when I go to Aldi, hey, yes, sir. if it's only here. pink and oh, orange, I get really pissed. I, I didn't hear you, Rick. I'm sorry. When Joe I go to Aldi, I was yelling. Yeah. Joe was yelling. Aldi, you know how he gets. And it's only a pink <laughs> and orange. Yeah. Uh, I hate that shit. I like the oh, orange stuff, mango. Stuff. I, I, stuff. Hey, I like the orange thing? mango. No. Are we on? Uh, but Rook, the le- lemonade and the cherry limeade. Those are those are great at all. I don't like the limeade. What are you, nine years old? I don't old? like the limeade. Oh, I like the I'm orange limeade, too. You don't like any of it. Maybe they still have Green River. Hey, maybe you like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what, would you rather <laughs> talk taxes, Joe? Joe, I hear your taxes are going up again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your streets are going to get fixed in St. Paul. That's Yeah, nice. don't worry about it, man. Let's you're you're going to collect a billion to fix them, and boom, bang, boom. <laughs> what an <laughs> absolute asshole. <laughs> I saw that headline today and carried the paper in giggling. Well, I think that's unkind of you. I'm sorry. Hey, no, you, you're, you're not sorry. Why is my, is your guys' Conexus uh, or whatever you use bill going up? Because mine's going down. I don't your quite bill? understand it. Conexus. My what is that? Electric. and what the hell is I don't have Connex. Well, okay, whoever you got, it doesn't matter who you have. Is it? Mine's going down. I have I Minnesota Valley it. Electric Company. Mine's XL. I used well, to have XL. Yours sounds very rural, Chris. Yeah, it. it well, it's. I think it's they're some guy with a duck on a treadmill. No, they're a big <laughs> outfit. They. I believe that they service Dakota and Scott County. Huh. Well, anyway, I, I got my bill yesterday, County, and it was it was low. I'm like, wow. I'm like that. Were you I'm like, like wow. that? I'm like, wow. I'm similar to like, wow. Did you watch Cavett and Groucho? I didn't, but I will watch it on I demand. Did. Was it good? You liked it. Yeah, but there was, Groucho loved to sing and there was too much Groucho singing. But he loved <laughs> Lydia, sing. say Lydia. Oh, have you, you learned Lydia? It? Lydia, the tattoo lady. He did that song. That was of course wonderful. He did. Yeah. And Grant came up the hill <laughs> when she folded her legs. Marriage is between two people. The person that wants to watch the movie and the person who wants the entire movie explained to them. <laughs> oh my God, that's us in a nutshell. Well, isn't that true? Jess, I don't. I'm. I. I have the same information you do. I have no idea. Well, what does that mean? Well, what, how come he's going there? God. Watching a movie with my wife. Well, I want your phone today. Nope. I want no, your Chris, phone. No, I'm serious. Okay, here you go. Hey, do you want mine? That's my phone. Uh, That's my wife. Well, why is that on there? I, she wanted it on there. I don't know. I just do it. Leave it right there. Okay. Corey Kluber signed with the Red Sox. You know, you got something up your sleeve. Give me that phone over there. He doesn't know about your new phone, does he? That's my new one. <laughs> I'm not going to be on it. I have to. I have to leave it there, though. You're case, not paying attention. In case I get a call from, from the who? from the Wackmans, they're the coming over for dinner. When's the last time you had a dinner party that didn't involve your family? Um, never. Your I've never had a dinner party, ever in my life. We've had numerous ones. I suppose you're probably a good host. But it's been a while. Yeah, pre-COVID, I bet, huh? Huh? Pre-COVID. Uh, pre-COVID. Yep. <laughs> Oh, we've lost a few more people in Buffalo, huh? Well, they're digging out and they figure they're going to find more bodies. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Did you see the video of the squad car following a Jeep Wrangler saying, 
You're not supposed to be driving. Go home. You don't yeah. need to go to the gas station. They're still not uh, supposed to be driving this morning, I saw. That's the, the so this video oh, was the airport opened. Basically a squad car saying, Why are you on the road? Go home. You're not supposed to be driving. Go home. Oh, I gotta go get some stuff at 7 <laughs> Eleven. Well, aren't all those places closed? I would assume so. That's that's the point. Where are you going? Nothing's open. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? Hey, what are you saying, man? No, I'm, I'm very I'm 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 sorry, I'm very distracted. Why? I told you earlier. Oh yeah. Joe has little faith of, in humanity right now, Johnny. Oh, well, I don't blame him. <laughs> You're kind of right there with him, huh? Yeah. Um. Well, I'll we, take are, you through it. Take are we going to talk about why you don't have? Any, yes, I'll take that, you through it. That's today's show. <laughs> well, we we have to arrive at a uh, decision here. Okay. I may have different oh. reasons, though, than you, obviously. Did you get that on. update from Roscoe? Whom? Joe. Oh. About what? The 17th of January. 58% memo? <laughs> yeah. 58%. Huh? You got it? Yeah. Okay. Did you see this email from Jordy? I know it's a Babylon B story, but it's very funny. Did not see it. Wife really gives see. husband two days to read all forty one hundred and fifty five pages of her proposed target funding bill. Because <laughs> like nobody read the bill, they all just said, "Sure, stamp it. I'm done. I'm out of here. I want to go home for Christmas." <laughs> I'm sure he intended it, but it's it's still a subplot. I finished the new uh, Stephen Hunter book last night. The one you yeah. didn't want to finish? Targeted. Oh, no, that's the other one, Chris. Got it. Uh, <laughs> he, I, I, I'm sure he intended it, but again, it was it was a, it was a secondary plot. But the, his uncanny grasp of the fakes these politicians are is just marvelous, and he just loves ripping the shit out of the New York Times, <laughs> and and he does so excellently in this book uh i didn't think he could get bob lee swagger to be a hero again but he pulled it off uh, let's get this going <laughs> we're, tr on? we're trying <laughs> so i really recommend of course you're have you read his early stuff are you talking to me yeah Point yeah, of I, impact I, and, I, I love his stuff. He's I'm one gonna of those, go back and read Point of Impact. I the first a lot, one. A lot of those ones, as you know, I get bored with after two or three, but his I never have gotten bored with. Yeah. What was it? The point was like the ground. <laughs> Jeez. And Chris, on the other hand, he's never read a book. So you have a book in your house. Is there ball, a book? Yeah, ball yeah, four. Mine. That's mine. My copy of Ball Johnny Four. Johnny borrowed it to me what? High years ago. <laughs> Yeah, eight, nine years ago, I borrowed it to him. I got it. Or I loaned it to him. I'm sorry. Shelf. What do you think of that? Yeah, is there anything on it? Uh, yeah, a bunch of that waterline crap. <laughs> a bunch of free Vince Flynn copies I've gotten over the years. <laughs> oh. Did I tell you guys William got published in highlights? You did. Well, you told me. I don't know. Oh, did I? Else. And guess what it was? A picture of the stupid cat. Yeah. That's the thing about Cavett and Groucho, John. Groucho really liked writing and wanted to be a writer more than anything. 
Interesting. I thought, yeah, I guess that would make sense. And he pronounced Chico. I always called him Chico, the brother Chico. It's Chico. Uh, I knew that for some reason. I think the same thing. I used to say Chico, and I think I saw an interview where somebody said Chico. And Who's the brother that never really was part of it? Uh, there, there was Harpo, words. Chico, Rocho, uh, Buzzle, and, and Rico, he says. <laughs> Mark's brother. I guess uh, Harpo was just one hell of a great human being. Yeah. I really liked him. I've read that because he used to hang out with a lot of musicians from that era, and I've read. Uh, and know, four stories. adopted kids and wanted to adopt more. Yeah. Zeppo. Zeppo. Zeppo was the brother who didn't want to be an actor. Oh, there's Gummo too. What the hell? Like, there's five. Well, it was either Gummo or Zeppo that Cabot wanted on the show, and that he lived in Vegas, and he said, "You know, look at this. It's warm. I got a nice life going here. I'll do it for five grand." <laughs> <laughs> which at that which at that time I suppose in the late sixties yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah. And and Cabot's people wouldn't pay the five grand. So they never had him on. Zeppo was in their first five films and then decided he didn't want to be an actor anymore. And Gummo joined the army. <laughs> I don't know Gummo, not gonna lie. I don't either. Sergeant Spaulding. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Christ. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's. Oh, wait, did I save Kenny's spot? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Let's go, uh, Reavers. Uh, I said to make sure it's this, a skinny spot. Before that, this is important. Chris, was Kluber any good last year? Uh, very pedestrian, if I'm He's not mistaken. Boston? I only remember him pitching one game against the Twins, and he was, well, I, I don't know if that's a good litmus test because the Twins are so crappy. Those Rangers are trying to load up, aren't they? Yikes. Yeah, who they signed? They got, what's his name? Yavaldi. Yeah. Joe, you want to talk hot stove? Hot stove. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. That's where Tom Kelly told me I was trying too hard. Know your limitations. Know your limitations. Know your limitations. I'm rolling, bro. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 989. <laughs> December 28th, 2022. 47 degrees on this day, not long ago, 2013. 27 below in 1880. And on this day. Today is just. We're done already. Wow, we're done. That's a short show. In 1982, we had a foot of snow. Hmm. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. that. I, I was a newspaper. Th route 39137. 1982. Craig Harrison oh. was my supervisor. That's fantastic. Yep. And now from the mayor's <laughs> office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Hi, Tony. Here is your flashlight <laughs> king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Yesterday, Frank Incense and 
Myrrh. Frankincense, frankincense. And myrrh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh came up. Yeah. How do you spell myrrh? I looked it up. It's M Y R R H. I didn't know there was an H on it. And Dale writes, myrrh and frankincense were used for embalming. Many would say that these gifts were prophetic signs of Jesus' crucifixion. That's not, that's plausible, but uh, most of my uh, searching for the definition of myrrh still comes up with a uh, sweet smelling uh, resin, uh, some sort of ointment that, and I couldn't find anything about how it was used for food. Okay, okay, time out. Let's stop time. Serious question, not meant to be funny. How much of this stuff is made up? <laughs> why would why would three wise men bring gold, frankincense? I know it's my faith, and I'm supposed to believe well, it. Well, but- then you look at it symbolically. The gold was the promise of of uh, spiritual wealth. The uh, frankincense was uh, the... Uh, Somber occasion. I don't give a crap. I remember that. Really he did. He reeled in a big one. Joe is giving the us symbolic, his, theo- his the theological symbolic, reasoning. Yes, the symbolic on. situation of gold means uh, prosperity, and we hope you prosperitize. And the frankincense was the future Halloween of Frankenstein. It was a monster that would run and myrrh was hope just. You I hope he didn't make a lot of. Uh, I'm no, sorry, I, I Dale. Really, I brought up your email. I really I'm did. Sorry. That was a serious question. Well, no, how, it wasn't. How much, how much was enhanced to make a better story? I'm not I'm talking saying. to you about this. Okay. What was the stuff we put in the uh, at church? Is that myrrh? That's, That's incense. That's incense. Oh, we have oh, okay. good incense on Christmas Eve. I love when they in the old days they had the thing. And oh they, yeah. Ding, and clang. Walk it around. Clang. 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 Yep. Yep. In threes. Yep. Clang, clang, clang. Really? Clang. Smell. I didn't know that. So good. Senator Dave Osmick, who's going to be leaving for private citizenry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left less messages last week and this week regarding a, a uh, monument to Marjorie Johnson. He said, I'll keep on this even after I'm a private citizen on January 1. And he's added his uh, pro- uh, personal email to this chain so we can get a hold of him. And uh, he's on it. And we thank him. Oh, good. And he's going to continue that. Thank you, uh, Senator, for your uh, look at that. He served. Now he's done. No. He doesn't need to be a he lifer. He served and he's still serving. But he's going to be done then. Yesterday, also, this phenomenal story about uh, McAllister, not McAllister, uh, Hamlin, which is, uh, in my estimation, is officially not even a, a school. Okay. Uh, they're firing some art teacher because a student complained that a picture of Muhammad was shown, even though the teacher gave advance warning. If you find this offensive, you can leave the classroom and what have you. And they still can this guy. And we learned they have what? One of their administrators is the vice president for excellence in inclusion. Okay. There is no such thing. That's entirely <laughs> made up. Oh. And we also learned, and I, I'm bringing this up for a reason that I find uh, very interesting. Okay. We also learned that the library there was named for Bush. Yeah. And, and, and the assumption was, your assumption incorrectly, was President Bush? No. Right. Augie Bush. And then uh, you looked up 
Bush, and nobody came up with the answer. Who oh, the guy I, re- I, I did. Johnny, Johnny did yesterday. What did you come up a, with? A.G. Bush. A.G. Bush, but you had no background on him. No, just that he was a benefactor for the college. Right. And, kind of like well, a half-ass effort, huh, John? Well, I, all the I way guess. from South Africa, <laughs> from Tom Lyman, uh-huh. no. came a link for me to pursue to find out just who was Archibald Granville Bush. Now I would like to know. And I'm going to bring this up for a reason. I'm going to see, and it's going to be a test here at the University of Garage Logic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. I'll try to phrase it in a way that makes sense, but I'm going to ask you a question about essentially why am I bringing this up? Okay. Okay. All right. The man who helped make possible the Bush Science Center was not a scientist, but, but he did drive innovation. Born in 1887, Bush grew up on a 240-acre farm near Granite Falls, Minnesota. He worked hard, but discontentedly, afflicted with hay fever and a desire to make a fortune in the larger world. Uh, At 21, with only an eighth-grade education and an overwhelming desire for the things that other people had, Bush moved to the Duluth area and took a -a $2-a-day job building piers docks. Soon he'd saved enough money to enroll in the Duluth Business University. Studying day and night, he graduated in four months rather than the usual six. It's tremendously important for a young man to save money, Bush said in an Orlando Sentinel interview in 1959. Save and invest, then you're ready for opportunity when it comes. In 1909, Bush signed on as an assistant bookkeeper At Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company. So he was uh, 13 plus 9 is 22. He signed on at 3M at a weekly salary of $11.55. The fledgling company, which began as a mining venture, was making sandpaper products when Bush joined it. The union between A.G. Bush and 3M turned out to be fruitful and long-lasting. He remained with the company for 60 years. During the first four decades, he served in progressive order, salesman, sales manager, company director, vice president, general sales manager, director of sales, and executive vice president. Wow. From 1949 until his death in 1966, Bush was chairman of the executive committee. Meanwhile, 3M's fortune skyrocketed thanks to its production of waterproof sandpaper, masking tape, scotch tape, and other innovations. A.G. Bush, a master of thrift as well as a keen-eyed investor, began buying 3M stock as early and as often as he could. He bought his first shares for 45 cents a piece. (laughs) By 1959, he owned about $80 million worth of 3M stock. Think of that in terms of 1959 money. What did you just say? 1959. Wow. While his wife, Edith, held shares worth approximately $35 million. Oof. Wealth should be. She got in on it too, huh? Yep. Wealth should be used for the benefit of all humanity, Bush said in a 1959 Florida Magazine article. He and Edith practiced what he preached, particularly after they began visiting Winter Park in 1949. I'm entirely familiar with Winter Park. I had them in Naples. Because I stayed there many years when the twins were still training in Orlando. We would stay in Winter Park, Hmm. which is just a really neat little town. I thought you said it was a dump. Winter Park? Or are you saying where the, the twins stadium actually... was a dump. Oh, okay. Is gotcha. that where you took the deluxe Pinto? Yeah. Winter Park <laughs> and bought a home 
as a res- as a respite for Minnesota winters. Before long, Bush was serving on the board of Rollins in Winter Park Memorial Hospital and donating generously to both, as well as to the First Baptist Baptist Church of Winter Park. Edith, a playwright and patron of the arts, founded the Edith Bush Theater. Wow, on Cleveland Avenue. At Lock Haven, now the Orlando Repertory Theater. She also established the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation, which supports worthy projects in Central Florida and contributed to the Bush Science Center redesign. Uh, Rollins College is in Winter Park. Science should be a major part of a liberal education, he said in 1965. And uh, once again, uh, a la the show with Stephen. Um, and, uh, John, I feel like I'm just absolutely nothing. I feel like I've, my life is a complete farce. Archibald Granville Bush was a big, vital, keen, energetic, restless man with a heartwarming twinkle in his eye, recalled former president, uh, former Rollins president, Hugh McKean at the 1969 dedication of the Bush Science Center, three years after Bush's death. He thought everything and everyone should be ordered and purposeful. He should be remembered as he was. He was a far more impressive in person than any myth that might become his future. And he apparently is the fellow that's responsible for the uh, library at Hamlin. Well, John, thank you wow. for that research. I appreciate all the why did I, why, I did that. Why did I bring this up? Well, because you, you, you always say. Think of yesterday's story. Um, why did I bring this up? Hmm. Because he is real. He started on a farm, a self-made millionaire, because he had integrity and he didn't cut corners. You're getting closer. He's the complete opposite of the failed academy. Nothing was given to him. There you have it. He is exactly who the failed academy has turned their backs on. Yep. Starting with the fact that he's white. Right. Starting with the fact that he believed in competition, entrepreneurship, achievement, achievement, came uh, from came from nothing, right? Went to everything. He is exactly who the failed academy turned their back on. Who will be the Archibald Granville Bush of the future? Any of these kids getting a worthless meaning God, degree? No. Hey, are you writing this week? Yeah, there's your column. No, but yes. don't interrupt me. Okay, I, my, I'm sorry. my chain of thought is yes. very fragile. Very, uh, there, there <laughs> is the opposite of what they're preaching. He's the opposite of what's taking place in the failed mm. academy. That's true. The opposite. <laughs> and they don't even see that. They don't even know it. Does that kid, the the the, the Muslim kid that was upset by the, does he know? It's a he. It's a she. She. I'm sorry. Does she know? Who's named after that library? Does she know the history? Of course history? not. Of course not. No. Of course not. Then. Hmm. And how long before someone does a deep dive into A.G. Oh, Bush and no, found out he no. was unkind to a waiter in 1942? Yeah, change it. Change it. <laughs> Everything it's, must go. It's the Ahmed Abdullahi Library. You're not far off. Mm. Wow, that's really sad. It struck me when I was reading this that, wait a minute, hold up. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. The A.G. Bushes will become fewer and farther between. They won't disappear, but 
they'll become fewer and farther between. Who will be making the money? Who's who's going to... Not this fruitcake that bitched about the picture of Mohammed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, the government just has all the money. That's where it comes from now. Mm -hmm. We just get it from the government. Well, that's... That's, that's a fantastic. good. That's a really good catch. That's, that's a, a. That's, that's a, a really good catch. That's fantastic. I, I uh, did look up Joe the eighty-five million, the equivalent today. Uh, he was worth eight hundred seventy-one million then at that point. Damn near that's a million. Damn near. Damn near a million. Starting out buying shares of three M for forty-five cents under the radar. You never hear about the Bush family in Minnesota. Oh yeah, you do. You, the Bush Library in Hamlin. I'm sure there's other Edith no, Bush no, Theater. I, they're not like Cargills. Or, well, but he died in, in 1966, okay. and I'm sure that at the time of his death, he might have been a more well-known figure in the public's eye. But I think okay. what Rook's trying to say—I had is, never heard of him until yesterday. Right. His descendants, though, really didn't kind right. of take Blended that and in. run with it. Well, I don't. It doesn't mention in that bio if he even had kids. Oh, okay. I don't know if he did. No, I'm going to look. Archibald, what's his name? Andy, Archie, Archibald, Archibald Granville Bush, born on a farm in, uh, I believe, where did that, I say, Granite Falls, Minnesota. Yeah, there was a, a, Rook, there was some agriculture background, I believe. No, no, Navy not right now, not right now, Navy. not right now, not right now. There, There is a Bush Foundation that still is at work. Yeah. Uh, that oh, they started. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Does it have ties, does that have ties to Hamlin as well, John? Um, it just says the foundation invests in great ideas and the people who power them. Well, that wouldn't be Hamlin. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> Hamlin, you got your library and that's about all you'll ever see of the Bush Foundation if they got their heads on straight. Because you, you are nothing. You are a failed, worthless academy. He used part of his estimated $200 million fortune to establish the Bush Foundation in 53 with the remainder of his fortune going to the foundation upon his death. That's why his kids are mad. Mm. You don't know that he has kids. <laughs> That's why his kids are like, damn it. Grandpa, what you do? Uh, he did what? He's buried in Oakland Cemetery in St. Paul. Really? Yes. Okay, I was telling Reavers, I would have told you, but you never get here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was telling Reavers that we have to make a decision about the future of this show. Okay. Uh, You're getting serious on me. I don't like that. Well, well, I think it's well established that we're we chronicle the mystery pretty well. Yep. But we're having a hard time convincing people to do anything about it, to push back. And it struck me this morning. Shockingly, the papers were on time. It struck me this morning that virtually everything I looked at uh, smacked of a country that I'm unfamiliar with, that that isn't GL. Everything in the newspaper today? Everything. Well, okay. the front page especially. I, I noticed immediately when I looked at the front page. Uh, I'll take you through the front page, and then I'll take you through the front page of the Metro. This is just in the Minneapolis paper. And the decision I have to make is we might have to make some sort of 90-degree turn here uh, and change the very nature of the show. Uh, Embrace the mystery? No. <laughs> Ignore it? Ignore it. What? 
and maybe just become more. No. What? Yeah, but when you read, when uh, what was last? See, I'm running out of time chronologically to see any any of these problems solved. Because they're just fact, getting worse. If, in fact, they will ever be solved. I'm running out of time to see them solved. Yeah, but last week, you're bringing awareness to what was the uh, the, uh, the the word list that we couldn't use. We can't be Americans. We can't be, I forget what it was. That was it. Stanford. Stanford, Stanford, yeah. Stanford. Yeah, that's Stanford news. That needs to, nobody else is doing uh, but, it. But, but to what end did that, that didn't accomplish anything. The the people listening are on board. Right. They're, you're preaching to the choir. But they still like to hear that that stuff is out there. Well, I mean, I looked at this. The, Give me an example. The play story across the top of today's Star Tribune. Carter, Melvin Carter, the mayor of St. Paul, seeks 1% sales tax for streets and parks. And it just occurred to me, no. And that he thinks that'll raise a billion in about 10 years and they can fix streets. And, and you know, it'll go elsewhere. But... That's what property taxes are supposed to be for. That's the main. Mean? That's the main reason for property taxes going up. Right? They're going up fifteen percent. <laughs> oh, they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was mean, Chris. I know. I'm sorry. But Joe, the average voter, the average citizen, and I'm just going to take St. Paul as an example. None of this is surprising to them. None of this is out of of, of the realm of, of of normal to them. But it it puzzles me why people just take it. Okay. Because I think people feel helpless. Seriously, I do. No, here's the turning point. Here's the turning point for St. Paul. Uh, Bleep St. Paul. I need a turning point for this show. I know, but even in just a, a side note, in St. Paul, it is people are going to be awakened because the baby boomers who are going to be on fixed incomes can't support 15% property tax increase. And, and the administration's answer to that will be not to care. They'll expect those people to sell their homes. Mm-hmm. And the other part that St. Paul it's and Minneapolis isn't, aren't realizing, with these vacancy rates that are continuing to climb, your tax, pay, tax base is disintegrating. Well, and if you don't think that buck's getting pa- passed on to the homeowner, right. you're out of your mind. Plus, who is going to buy that starter home that now is $350,000 when you just graduated from college and you're getting an $80,000 job with $200,000 in loans? The, it, it can't, the center is well, not this, holding. Well, this, this uh, you know, just as an aside, you can't build these houses on River Boulevard fast enough. Who are these people? Or new apartments. There's apartments everywhere on University Avenue, uh, all the way down. I'm to, talking. Did I say University Avenue? No. Uh, on you said Mississippi, Mississippi River Boulevard, million dollar homes are are waiting to be. They're just in line being built. Right. Yeah, right. Well, now, it's are the, those trust fund people. I don't know. The, the northern just, suburbs are the same way. Uh, there's literally building, and the houses are five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar houses, and people are moving in. So I don't know what they're doing for a living, but. Well, that was story number one. Carter seeks 1% sales tax for streets and parks. Well, and I'm, I'm just, I'm hoarse from telling people, no, that that's what your property taxes were supposed to do. To answer your previous question. But the Joe, government has grown so large. Thank you. And the Carter's administration has grown so preposterously large and inefficient, incompetent, all with jobs 
not able to be measured for any achievement or success. It's costing the citizens of St. Paul a fortune just to fund that. Because there was a story, I know it didn't come up on the show, but I know that we all saw it, about how much money you can make in this state by not working. I have that coming up. Oh, okay, good. Second story, one airline blame for most of airport chaos. That would be Southwest. And I thought, we didn't used to see such utter corporate failure. Yes. Uh, it, it's now I grant you, there's been some really, really uh, problematic weather and what have you, but America prided itself on things like this working. And, and again, I, I'm not downplaying the Trump, but why just Southwest was having so many problems. Sun Country wasn't having these problems. United wasn't having these problems. Delta wasn't having these problems. Allegiant wasn't having these problems. Spirit wasn't having these problems. Southwest uh, corporately just melted imploded. down. They imploded. imploded. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they left. Think about that. Think if, if, When you think about that, Southwest as a corporation, canceling all those flights, yes, they had the revenue, but... Those are people's lives, and they just said, "We don't care." Well, I don't know what they said, but they're, they're they they failed their purpose. That's in A. G. Bush's day. Companies didn't fail their purpose. You're right. Next story: St. Paul will require ethnic studies class. <laughs> Okay. So I looked at this. Hey, what do we got? Class was in session at Johnson Senior High in St. Paul, and as a guest speaker, waited to be introduced, there were debts to be acknowledged. Oh, no. The East Side School stands on the ancestral land of Native people, teacher Cassandra Shepard told students. And the Americas, she reminded them, was built on slave labor. To both the indigenous and African forebears, we commit to the continued struggle for liberation and reparation, for it's through this and through freedom and justice that we truly give honor, Shepard said. Okay, uh, she's from the failed academy. Yep. She's perpetuating it. And these kids at Johnson aren't learning anything. And they end up in a group of people at Nordstrom's at the Mall of America. And they have no thinking discipline. They have no moral skills. They have no ethic responsibility. And then one of them ends up getting shot. With that, the day's lesson in critical ethics studies. Critical? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh if only it were ethics studies. With <laughs> that, the day's lesson in critical ethnic studies was underway. An opportunity for students of all races and cultures to better understand themselves and their place in the world. And if they came away empowered, advocates say all the better. So they're going to have critical ethnic studies uh, in the school. Never mind that these kids are hard pressed to even read and write. Right. That's a new graduation requirement for the class of 2025 in St. Paul Public Schools. At Johnson High School, Principal Jamil Payton sees it as another way to give voice to students at school with a leadership program built on the premise that adults should not do for the students what students can do for themselves. D developed by district teachers and graduates, the course is designed to be student-centered and driven 
and Mua Kong Vu, the district's ethnic studies coordinator. Uh, conversation is key, he said, with students not only exploring their own identities, but confronting any unconscious biases they may have about others. And it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, if you took the land from natives, then give it back and just shut up. Either that or just shut up. But then I, what will I complain about? I predict to you, by the way, mm -hmm. within two years. Two years. Johnson will not have the governor's nickname. Wow. Because those governors were white. And uh, Johnson, uh, LBJ, go, go bad. Johnson High School. No, they're named for the governors. <clears throat> the, the governors, they're named for the governors of the state. Okay. And those governors are all white, and and they'll uh, many of them uh, lived at a time when it, it can be very easy to be critical of them. I predict the name governors will be tossed. <laughs> I really would like to say you're a fool, but you know it, what? You're you're because what we would on. need then is we would need a very diverse. Uh, uh, cabinet like the one Dayton had pictured with online where everyone in the photo was white. <laughs> yeah. Next story. It's every story on the front. Every page. story, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Meal fraud casts Paul over state nonprofits. After reading the news about feeding our future, the donor had a pressing question for Nonoko Sato. How do we know an organization is fraudulent? I don't know who Nanona Sako is. Maybe I'll learn that. Nonprofits across Minnesota are facing similar questions because of the Feeding Our Future investigation involving more than $250 million in fraud, the largest pandemic-related fraud investigation in the United States, prosecutors say, and one of the largest federal fraud cases in state history. As the legislative session approaches on Jan 3, nonprofits are also bracing for new state regulations in response to the scandal. Sato is the executive director of the Minnesota Council of Nonprofits and said she welcomes strong oversight but worries about new blanket rules for the diverse range of nonprofits. Uh, and we, we learn here that... Uh, these are individuals allegedly doing terrible things, and it is not reflective of our sector, she said. We have over 9,000 nonprofits in Minnesota. 99.9% .9 of us are actually doing really good work and service to our communities. Well, I don't know if I'd accept 99.9% .9 Soto, but I'll, I certainly agree with you that the preponderance of nonprofits are doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, They're being helpful. And, you know, you got Walls weighing in on this, saying what he's going to do, and they're going to have conversations and, and uh, strengthen interagency connections and every bit of boilerplate BS you can come up with. But it, he might feel it's safe now to come outside and address this. <laughs> uh, well, he was on uh, The Morning Joe. What's that show called? MSNBC? I don't know. He was on that yesterday talking about uh, voter rights. Was he? Mm -hmm. uh, or do you know any voters who have been deprived of their rights? I can't say that I do, Joe. Not a one. Mm -hmm. So we're going to uh, we're really going to get tough now. And one of the things Walls wants to do, of course, is hire more staff. Okay. Uh, well, we got a big surplus to do money that. At it. Yeah. I, I, do you see what I'm saying now about how I I just don't really know anymore of what <laughs> I want to do? Uh, everything I look I at see. is wrong. I know. 
That's positive Wednesday. Go to the metro yeah, section. <laughs> what do you got locally, Such? County issues land acknowledgement. For the first time, the Hennepin County Board adopted a historic document acknowledging land and water taken from the area's Dakota people. The document, a three-year effort put together by a diverse work group, including Native American County elders, was read to the full board and approved last month. It also cites a plan for today's county institutions to work more closely and reparatively with the Dakota people whose homeland we occupy. Then give it back. Yeah, if you're so... I'm not buying your virtue signaling. You're all full of crap. Bring them off the crummy reservations you sent them to and say, here's your land back. The county can tr- can create transformative partnerships and alliances, convening conversations to explore possibilities, creating increased engagement and consultation with the Native American community. Absolute gibberish. Meaningless. Organizing events and workshops on indigenous history, culture, and contemporary issues, and looking at the potential for developing land and water-based projects together. Uh, That goes on and on to say, look at how important we are. Wah, 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 wah. I I just... uh, I just don't know what... You still have to... I don't have to. No, yeah, you do. Yeah, you (laughs) got to. You are the anointed one. (laughs) No, I don't have to. Hey... It ain't easy being the mayor. Right. Well, this is ridiculous. We we live in a ridiculous state. And it's true uh, in every state, but to much lesser degrees in other states. I bet Minnesota is the leading effed up state in the country. <laughs> oh, we can't outdo okay. California. Yeah, we're right there. Serious. Not This is a serious scenario. When you present this to the CP. I don't. How, how, I don't. So uh, there's your answer. I, I don't. Say, how's that working out? How, how does she dismiss it or justify it? Uh, I don't. I don't bring she, this up. I don't bring it up. Yeah, but she knows. That's this, my answer. But she knows <laughs> this is happening. She knows property taxes are going up 15%. Doesn't care. Well, I'm going to have to have a talk with her. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Carjacked in broad that. daylight. It'll turn into me. Uh, agreeing with her ripping Joe is what it'll turn into. She's like Mike Cerisi. Carjacked in broad daylight. Didn't, <laughs> okay. didn't dent her thinking. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Another story. Okay. <laughs> Walls details proposal for more oversight in wake of meal fraud. Okay. So we're not only worried about the nonprofits, we don't want to cast a poor light on them. They, they can become victims in this because they might be poorly thought of. Now we have walls saying, I, I think it's safe for me to peek my head about outside the door now and address this food fraud. Governor Walls has proposed adding an inspector general to the Minnesota Department of Education and spending more money on grant oversight, audits, and fraud <laughs> investigation in the aftermath of the Feeding Our Future scandal. Because, you know, the Department of Education doesn't have enough people. Right. Of course not. The fraud prevention plan that Walls debuted Tuesday was the DFL governor's first detailed outline of how he aims to change state government in response to one of the largest federal fraud cases in Minnesota history. We need to protect taxpayers' dollars, Walls said. You phony hypocrite. (laughs) 
You've got $17.6 billion of taxpayer dollars that you're not protecting. It's not yours. We need to protect taxpayer dollars, Walls said in a statement. This plan will help ensure that state government works as efficiently and effectively as possible to improve the lives of Minnesotans. I don't want you to improve my life. Give me my money back and shut the hell up. Yep to the lives of Minnesotans while creating new tools. You got to have some tools Tools, yep. to catch fraudsters and hold them accountable. Mm. Walls told state officials earlier this year to review federal grant programs and come up with ways to improve state oversight. His four part plan this week includes increasing staff in six state agencies to help manage and oversee <laughs> grants, including the new Education Department Inspector General. Inspector Handicapper General? He also proposed devoting resources to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to track and investigate fraud allegations related to... Uh, what the hell does it say? Uh, related to state-administered grants, along with additional auditors for the Minnesota Department of Management and Budget's internal controls team. But you got all these people, Walls, and they all failed miserably because these were Somalis, and you've taken so many ethics, so many uh, excellence and inclusion seminars, you're all choking to death on your own putrid hypocrisy. You knew who damn well who was stealing the money, and he didn't do anything about it. He was shocked, though, Joe. Shocked. He didn't announce immediately how many staffers he wants to add or how much the changes would cost. He'll release the full budget proposal for the next two years in January. Hmm. I can't go on. It's all the same. It's all the same rigmarole. We're so poorly led... And yet, the public image of the state is that we're well-led. When you look at the state of Minnesota through the garage logic lens, it couldn't be a worse place. I know, but... When you look at it through the happy butterfly lens that, boy, we get to go cross-country skiing and our football team is 13-2 and two or whatever the hell they are, we're just a great place to be and we're happy. And, and I think to some degree the DFL has that figured out. They take advantage of this, what amounts to being— Minnesota an, nice? They take advantage of what amounts to being a terribly apathetic— dynamic that runs through the genetic core of this state. Yes, you in the back. Can you take it? I'm going to ask first if you can take it. I don't know. (laughs) Because I have a tweet I'm going to read to you Mm -hmm. that was issued three hours ago. Mm -hmm. The first one is from Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. It is then retweeted with additional comment from your governor, Tim Walsh. Sure. Lieutenant Governor Peggy, Peggy Flanagan. Our state's historic surplus means we have a historic opportunity to lower costs while making equitable investments 
in paid family and medical leave, health care, child care, education, and affordable housing. We're ready to get this done for Minnesotans. That was retweeted. Governor Walls. This is how we make Minnesota the best state to live, work, and raise a family. I'm excited to work alongside our partners in the legislature to move our state forward. What a bunch of horseshit! When it's over. Will you play over right now? Can you play that? I right think now? I can. Just for the street. Just for the council. Okay, are we the ones who are wrong? God, no. It's because we've allowed this to happen. And I mean, when it's well, over, I, it's, it's over. Man. That's not it. Let me, let me, uh, since I'm considered the liberal yeah, of the group, you really yeah. are. What's up, I, Lefty? I, some of the stuff, you know, I'm on the other side, but most of the stuff I agree. You know, mm-hmm. I, I looked at that front page today and did the same thing you did, Joe. Mm-hmm. I, and I said to my wife, I guarantee you the front page will be mentioned today on the show because, <laughs> well, no, I mean, the whole thing was just it's ridiculous. Just, it's yeah. amazing. But yeah, there's over? some of that stuff I disagree Did with. you say okay. over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. That's not it. Um, But. But the, the citizens are taking it in the ass. Well, but I think some of the citizens are, they agree with pretty much everything that was on the front page today. You know what I'm saying? That's I know I have, pe- with. I have people, I have, I have friends who would agree with every story on there without any hesitation. And yeah, the other part is those What that... kind of ore do they have in the water? A wooden. What do you mean? Like, well, what kind of uh, Steak? Do they do they, they make any? Oh, they they houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Okay, but again, I go back to the East Side eighty-five-year-old that worked for Hams. That is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. It's not the same Democrat. Doesn't party. right? Doesn't buy into all that stuff. Correct. I I agree completely. So the the so the minority of of these seven percent or whatever percentage of Democrats are getting all the grease for the squeaky wheel. They're getting all the attention. But here's the problem. And we always do this, but 40 years ago, that Republican, that was a Ronald Reagan guy. He's nowhere to be seen in this Republican party. So people are going, I don't know. What am I? We're here. We're there. There, There's nothing, there's no, nothing to stake your claim on no matter what party you're with. And right. I think Democrats and quote liberals or whatever, uh, I don't know if you want to call them liberals, but whatever, if they lean liberal, let's put it that they're way. They're mysterious. Yeah, well, but if they lean liberal, they're not, you know, hardcore liberals, uh, everything, all this is fine with them because the Republicans look like dolts at the moment. Nothing has changed more dramatically than, the, than what is called the East side of St. Paul which is a misnomer. It's a large geographical area that runs from the Battle Creek ski jump up to Maplewood. Right. It's a long, so the east side to me is maybe a McKnight down to about uh, Arcade. And that's always been blue-collar. school with all those guys. Uh, Johnson was a hockey power. Uh it was a normal. Harding was good. Normal middle class upbringing, uh, and there's been such demographic changes, which is that's fine, 
but along with the demographic changes came these teachers like Cassandra Shepard telling students that America is a horseshit place. It was founded on slavery and we're on borrowed land here. And, and uh, these kids aren't going to learn anything. No. They're not going to learn a damn thing that's useful. Okay. However, <laughs> 3M needs to continue to make tape. Sun Country, Delta still need to uh, cancel fly. flights. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> businesses still need no, to. No, I see all that ending. You, I need tape. I, I see still that need ending. sandpaper. I see that ending. If we continue along this road so poorly politically led, I see well, I, I see the mystery being brought about. You won't need wrapping paper because there won't be a Christmas anymore. Right. You I can't. see it, I see it all ending. We're gonna have to cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas is in really the sad. closer to the country's tallest building. Who are uh, schools gonna turn to to build them a library? Well, that that this, this the moron, uh, Muslim chick who uh, bitched about the painting. No, it'll Muslim be the government's Muslim. job. Yeah, yeah. And that where's the government going to get the money? Well, from us. Yeah. We're going to increase. Oh no, no, you won't have this job. Won't exist. No. Oh crap! What? <laughs> I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a real job. I, I think, and a part of our job is to this is uh, pessimistic to, to dumb this down. But I think. We end up working sometimes also in cliches and stereotypes that perhaps. No. Yeah. That because I'm, you, when you got me thinking about my friends, most of my good friends still live in North Dakota. They worked for the railroad there. They worked for the refinery. They're all Democrats. <laughs> Always have been since but, I was a kid and still are. But and they're so, not, but they're not Democrats that are looking for. Inclusion pronouns LBGT. Exactly. Would they be, would they exactly. be John Thompson Democrats? Uh, they'd be, no, okay. no. They'd be Democrats like you'd have found in 1978 you know, eight yeah. or yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, tolerable Democrats, like a they'd, tolerable yeah. Republicans, not right wing in your face. Yeah. They'd, they'd want the, they'd be they able would, to work with other They'd want the country to succeed after you've done a, a, a hard day's work and a yeah, a well, life certainly. of certainly, they're all patriotic. They're all you know, I mean, not entitlements. I, several of them have been in the service in the armed services uh, and Let's came back, back and worked. Johnny, okay. and, and we'll blend other stuff into the news. Games. Blend. All right, this is like depressing Wednesday. What are you going to do tomorrow? Wednesday. You're going to give me some good stuff, positive stuff tomorrow. I'm not coming in. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't know what to do. I anymore. know. It, it's real, though. Yes. You, you speak the truth, and that's what is puzzling. Yeah, and but I'm getting tired of it. No, people this still need ridiculous. to hear it. People still need to hear it. Pope uh, Benedict is uh, near death. I had He's no idea walls death. would yeah. be this ridiculous. No, seriously. I had no idea he'd be this much we, of a. We, we tried oh, wow. to tell you when when he was voted in office. I thought, okay, we got a military guy, and he's a school teacher. But you We're guys have to stop sense. thinking that the, these elected positions, whether it's Walls, Biden, they're freaking mouthpieces for an ideology. You got to stop thinking that they're they're running I, on their own merit. I'm, okay, I'm well, not, John, I'm both not sides. in agreement with Biden on on that one because now I'm I'm starting to think he pretty much. It's getting done what he wants to get done, and part of that was the ideology. Uh, I'm I'm leaning that way at this point. 
Wait, did you say you disagree well, with what me? he's getting done is ruinous. Well, I think, well, it's okay. See, this goes back to the conversation we just had. You got 60% of the country saying, boy, this is great. He's getting stuff done. But, but just on fuel alone, he's making it harder to be dependent on fossil fuels, which makes the country work. That's true. But now, now what are you hearing people saying? Oh, the price is low now. See, how come I don't hear about that? That's because we tapped into the reserves. That's why it's low. Well, that's not what it's no, low. But no, no, that's not at all. Isn't it's it? low. No, no, there's not enough then, reserves to. Well, then, no. then why is it low? Well, because it's the a natural. Yeah. Because people don't have enough money no. to go anywhere. Well, I keep hearing they that too. All their money at the grocery store. Boy, I see this conversation would drive me nuts. I'm sorry. But they can buy $99 Trump cards, but they don't have any money. Uh -huh. Well, see, and I don't I don't agree with what Joe just said, because every every time I've walked into a store the last two weeks, everything's been packed. Oh, yeah. People are you, spending you money can't like move. crazy. I agree completely. I think people are racking up debt out of control. That'd I think that's... Well, that would that? be bad. That would be bad. Well, John, I was telling this, saying this to Joe before you guys got, got here. This $1.7 trillion spending bill we rushed through at the last minute, you think things are bad this year. You wait till next year. Do you th is there any place in this country to live? South Dakota. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, thanks. Go down to Marco Island and watch the beach. I was talking to, to some guys about, did you see the uh, video of Christy Noem with a flamethrower? Uh, yeah, I was just going to bring that up, actually. I did not. <laughs> Bring it up because I got a story about right, that. Right. Oh, I can bring this. Don't story. be ripping my gal, Christy. Oh, she's. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, I hope the uh, town council people are loving this conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're Wait, getting, you're are running. we on? No. Well, we're on, we're on on break? Well, town, town council. Oh. Yeah. What did you think we were doing the show? I thought we were still doing the show. That was <laughs> a lot of stuff to not have on the show. That's too well, bad. Okay. Hey, let's speaking go. Speaking of that, hey, let's mention the town council event. We haven't done that yet. Let's oh, go. Did you see Bernie's note? Yes. Don't mention the don't mention right. the pre, right. which we've already done several times. Yep. Can we get going here? Don't mention the hey, what? The pre-show thing. I'm rolling. Don't mention the what, I'm rolling. John? I'm rolling. <laughs> don't mention the what? You did it three times. <laughs> you got me. This guy wears many hats. Hey, listen to this guitar solo, man. Joe Sushere. Let's this go pre-party. Come this to guy's work good. to avoid my family. You guys are almost worse. Say, join us. <laughs> Tuesday, January 17th, 7 p.m. at the Hopkins, in Hopkins, at the Hopkins Center for the Arts. We're going to be celebrating Garage Logic's 1,000th podcast celebration. You know, the podcast, the 1,000th might come a day or two before that, but this is the celebration yeah. of the 1,000th mm. yes, podcast. Oh, you're selling it. Tickets are free. Stephen C., John Height, Dylan Height, Rookie and Reavers. Music. It's going to be, it's just going to be the podcast. We're Jenny. not, we're not going to, right. you know, do a standup right. and, and uh, right. the tickets are free, <laughs> but you need a ticket to attend. You don't have to be a town council member. I was just going to, to point that out. Several people are wondering if they have no, to be a part of the this town council. This is open council. to all no. GLers. Why aren't we charging? First come, first serve. They're only available <laughs> at garagelogic.com and you do need a, the a ticket to enter the theater. And they're moving fast, so yeah. We so are already at fifty-eight percent capacity. The GLers, these will be gone. So when you email free, when you email after the fact, saying how come I didn't? Well, because it's first come, first serve. So mm -hmm. you got to go to garagelogic.com. You got to register. You will not be allowed into the event unless you have a ticket to the event. There will be a post-show gathering 
at 30 Bales Restaurant right across the street in downtown Hopkins. The event does begin at 7 p.m. Yeah. And that's a great, great venue. I've been there for several concerts. I'm excited. Uh, Here's John Height. What are you doing, Rook? What? Was that tickle? (laughs) Yeah. Here's John Height. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's come to that, has it? Yes. It has. <laughs> I'm, I'm thoroughly depressed after this show that our well, life is you're over. You're so yeah. depressed you were wondering if we were doing the show off the show. I couldn't even yeah, pay attention. Yeah, we got confused there where we yes. were doing the show if we are on the air. Uh, that's in, why you want to be part of the town council. Yes. In the news. Oh, in the news, I'm Christopher Glenn. Oh, why man. don't you just be John Hyde and the news? That was Saturday morning cartoons, John. Those were great, weren't they? Yes, yeah. they were. If you'd like, I could be Walter Cronkite I'm instead, Christopher Joe. Glenn. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter, as we've already talked about, announced a proposed 1% sales tax Tuesday. According to a news release from the city, the money would go to investing in improvements to local streets and aging park facilities. The proposed tax increase would generate $984 million, so almost a billion dollars over two decades, according to the city. 738 of that would go to rebuilding and improving roads. The remaining 246 would go to reinvesting in parks and recreation facilities. Now, according to... I'm sorry, pardon me? Oh, You want to uh, bet? According to Minnesota statute... 279A.99, Minnesota legislature would need to authorize a special law in order for the sales tax to be authorized. St. Paul would need to pass a resolution authorizing the local sales tax before getting legislative approval. The city must put uh, must then put a detailed question about the sales tax on the ballot in the next general election for voter approval. In your opinion, Joe, as a St. Paul resident, would that pass? Probably. Probably. Yeah. St. Paul police are searching for possible suspects and witnesses after a man was fatally shot overnight in the city's north end neighborhood. The shooting marked the city's 40th homicide investigation of the year. Uh, you might remember the city passed the record number of homicides in one year just after, uh, just over a week ago. Responders went to the 500 block of Lawson Avenue West after getting a 911 call about shots fired just before midnight Tuesday. Police say they found a man not breathing and suffering from an apparent gunshot wound at the scene, and shortly after, medics confirmed he was dead. St. Paul authorities are looking for nearby video surveillance, witnesses, or possible suspects. No details available at this time. Additionally to that, if you have any info, you're asked to call the St. Paul Police Department. Since I still have the tweet up that I read before we took a break, and based on our conversation we had while we weren't recording the show, there are so many people that would agree with that line of thinking from the governor. This is is just a tremendous thing for this state. Absolutely. And I think GLers think a different way. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. And some folks are in the middle. That Mm -hmm. is just sad. That's just sad. Police have identified a suspect in a shooting that killed two people in a downtown St. Paul Skyway building on Monday, December 12th. We talked about this when it happened, remember? Mm -hmm. Uh, Martin Orio is a 26-year-old man from St. Paul who authorities say is armed and dangerous. If you see him or know where he might be, you're asked to call 911 or the Metro Transit Police tip line at 612-349-7222. Do not approach him. Metro Transit and St. Paul police officers responded to a building at the corner of 5th Street East and Cedar Street at about 8.30 p.m. December 12th after getting a report of shots fired there. Police found two men, an 18-year-old and 21-year-old, suffering from gunshot wounds, both later pronounced dead at Regions Hospital. As of Tuesday, the building where the shooting happened is currently closed for renovations. 
Say so, uh, Star Tribune reporting, home sales in the Twin Cities during 2023 are expected to be on par with 2022, despite the ongoing pressure of higher mortgage rates. Analysts and participants in the market say, you know, the price gains will be in line with the national average. Home construction will remain tepid. National Association of Realtors calls 2023 the year of the turning point, although how much things turn remains to be seen. The past year didn't come close to matching record sales during 2021, and home sales in the coming year, they say, will be at least uh, as flat compared with 2022. That makes, though, the Twin Cities actually a standout. Realtor.com predicts Twin Cities metro sales to be down 0.8% year over year for the year coming up. That's pretty good, considering the national sales are expected to be down 14%. A long-running lawsuit challenging Minneapolis' 2040 comprehensive plan is likely to continue after the city on Tuesday vowed to challenge a new ruling from the Minnesota Court of Appeals. In a ruling on Tuesday, the Court of Appeals said Hennepin County District Judge Joseph Klein had relied upon the appropriate state law when he issued his... I got it. I issued... When he issued his ruling blocking the city from implementing its sweeping developmental plan. But it also sent the case back to the judge for further proceedings, say he had not provided enough detail about how he arrived at his legal findings. Later in the day, Minneapolis City Attorney Kristen Anderson issued a statement saying the city plans to appeal to the Supreme Court in Minnesota to ask it conclusively to uphold the 2040 plan. As many holiday travelers and flight personnel still wait to get home today, pressure is increasing on Southwest Airlines to provide solutions for its continuous high volume of cancellations. By about 7 this morning, Minneapolis-St. Paul International counted 34 canceled flights and 14 delayed flights. According to data on Flight Aware, around the same time, 88% of cancellations at the airport here could be attributed to Southwest Across all flights, FlightAware reported Southwest was responsible for 62% of Wednesday morning cancellations. The U.S. Department of Transportation has begun investigating the airline's operations, officials saying we're past the point of uh, blaming weather for the large number of cancellations. Your true hometown airline, which always gets ripped whenever they're in the news for a, a blip on the screen, has not canceled one flight today. There really? have been some delays, but they nice. have not canceled one flight. Hmm. Nor, nor did they yesterday. The Supreme Court ruling yesterday that enforcement of the regulation that prohibits the entry of migrants into the country during a public health emergency, known as Title 42, must remain in place at least until the court hears arguments next February. The ruling is a victory for several Republican state attorneys general who sued to prevent the enforcement from lapsing earlier this month, claiming that the free flow of migrants into their states would cause serious harm. The unsigned decision came down mostly along party lines between justices appointed by Democratic and Republican presidents. But one of the six justices considered conservative, Trump appointee Neil Gorsuch, fiercely dissented, arguing the court had no business ordering the policy to remain in place just because Republicans want President Joe Biden to do so. Gorsuch saying courts should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to address a different emergency. Does Sun Country still name planes after lakes? No. That, that was ended. a neat idea. That, that was ended. a cool idea. That was a neat idea. Why'd they kill it? Uh, it couldn't have cost anything. Equity. That was when the Davis family owned it when the <laughs> uh, the guys out east uh, changed that when they bought they it. They don't know about lakes. Apollo Management, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Plane one. Yeah. Right. Plane two. <laughs> yep. Solid plane. You know, five flew Minnetonka. 
Yeah, uh, Lake Superior. Isles. Yeah, it was great. Superior. Did you get on Superior I ones? I think I had a Superior flight. Way I had better. a question that was asked in my home. At what point, let's say, you know, you're traveling either with your family by yourself during this week. At what point do you just say, to hell with it, rent a car and just drive home? Because for me, it would have been Christmas, you know, night. Hey, you're not going to get back till tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll spend the night. And then next morning, yep, your flight's canceling. Okay, to hell with it. I'm renting a car. I'll figure out my flight reimbursement later, and I'm driving home. Well, if you're flying to Tampa, that's quite a haul. Or don't well, as opposed to shacking up at the airport for three days. Hop on the the Jeff, <laughs> the party bus. But you guys would seriously <laughs> just wait it out. Hop on mega, I, I would not mega bus for a buck. I've told He'd you, be on mega bus so fast, <laughs> and it's only a dollar. I told you, I'm making it a goal not to get into this situation. No way. But I'm saying, really if you were, carefully think it out. If you were, I'm not that. going to. Okay. Thanks for playing along. And, well, to, play, to play along with you, yes, I'd rent a car. Okay. Yeah. After two days? I have, if, after 10 minutes. I was going to say one hour. One hour? Are you kidding me? I'm not waiting two I'm days. Not gonna, I'm not going to drive. But sir, here at Budget Air, that's I, not just that wait bad. It out. 24 hours, big Go to the bar, room. hang out, get the hotel. No. Can't even do that anymore. Yeah, I was going to say it wouldn't do us any good, would it, Joe? Don't hammered. I'll pull you off the aircraft. Right. Buffalo set to emerge from the deep freeze today, bringing some relief, but also the possibility of finding more victims, according to officials. Amid the melting snow from the deadliest storm in decades, officials said more than 30 people so far have been reported to have died because of the blizzard that raged Friday and Saturday in western New York. Temps were expected to rise into the mid-40s today and the low 50s by Friday. With enough snow still on the ground, the driving is still banned in New York's second most populous city. Officials worked to clear storm drains and watched a forecast that called for some rain later this week. Officials in Erie County, which encompasses Buffalo, said Tuesday they were concerned about the possibility of flooding. The Weather Service, though, said that any flooding is expected to be of the minor or nuisance variety. Investors are worried about Tesla. The company's stock sell-off intensified yesterday with the stock closing down 11%. Elon Musk's electric car company is days away from closing out its worst month, quarter, and year on record. The latest drop comes after the Wall Street Journal reported that Tesla will continue a week-long production halt of its Shanghai facility, facing a fresh onslaught of COVID cases within the workforce. Tesla's shares have fallen 73% since November, since November of 2021. The stock is down 69% in 2022. Musk has said the drop is in line with other car companies, but financial advisors point out that's not true. Among major car makers, Ford down 45%, General Motors 43 As of mid-morning today, Tesla stock sat at 113 Several weeks ago, experts were saying it would enter dangerous territory if it ever fell below 150 since then, it's continued to fall. You know what it feels like? What's that, Joe? It feels like you're alone in a world of incompetence. Not that individuals necessarily are, are incompetent, but that systems have been put together that inevitably result in them being in, incompetent and inefficient. Department of Motor Vehicles, uh, Southwest Airlines, uh, the Department of Education, uh, internal Revenue Service, on and on and on and on, and it's not because individual souls are are bad or they're they're incompetent. It's because the 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 system in place lends itself to an absence of personal responsibility and the added mm-hmm. increase of the reliance upon technology. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was agree just with thinking. You. 
I, I mailed in my uh, a check to get the license tabs for one of my cars. And I got a letter back that said, you didn't include your insurance information. That seems unlikely to me. That seems like something I would have done. Right. But apparently I didn't. So I just wrote down the insurance info and it said, well, your check will be good for 60 days or whatever. Okay. So I did what I thought I should do. I wrote down all the insurance information on the very letter that they sent me, put that in an envelope, saving paper, addressed it back to them. I haven't heard a word. And that's, that's a month ago. I haven't just, gotten the tabs just, for that car. Just think how much time you'd have saved and you'd already had the tabs for three weeks if you'd have done it online. Yeah. And, I don't like I, like I did. Yeah, or I or in person. Online. Well, that car can't be driven till May anyway, so what the hell. The health of Pope Emeritus Benedict He's the got 16th. Screwed up. He's got Not time. messed up. <laughs> yeah. Not health messed of, up. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has worsened in the last few hours, according to a Vatican official. The comments this morning came after Pope Francis asked for prayers in his morning audience for Benedict. Benedict is 95 years old. Francis visited his predecessor, who resigned in 2013 later in the day. The Vatican last released video footage of Benedict in August, when the newest cardinals visited him with, uh, as part of a tradition that's been ongoing since Francis became Pope. Benedict's condition reportedly had worsened in the days before Christmas, according to the Italian news agency ANSA, which cited qualified sources. ANSA reported Benedict had begun to suffer from respiratory problems in the days before the holiday. He's 95. 95, yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't look good very run. good. The video that we've seen lately, he didn't. He, he was the fancy there. pope, wasn't he? Uh, he was very fancy. He had yeah. fancy shoes yep. and whatnot. But 95 is a heck of a run. It's a good run. It's a good run. A weird side note to Russia's war in Ukraine, Russian soldiers called up to fight in Ukraine will have the chance to store frozen sperm in a cryobank for free, according to a leading Russian lawyer. Um, out. Who, who gets to keep Hang the tight. stuff? The, the soldiers who are heading out to oh, fight. I see. One there unlucky guy. Right. I Here see. you go. Your turn, Jim. Here you go, Fred. Russian Union of Lawyers had Igor Trunov told state new you oh. don't hear the name igor much anymore do you now you do it in the commie land right? igor trunov told state news agencies ta uh, tas the health ministry had responded to his appeal for a free cryobank and changes to compulsory a uh, compulsory medical insurance Russia mobilized 300,000 reservists after a string of setbacks in Ukraine. Men then began approaching clinics to have their sperm frozen. Mr. Trudov announced on Twitter that his union was applying on behalf of several couples where the husband had been called up to take part in the special military operation. That's what they're calling it. They don't call it a war. They call it the SBO. Oh, it's a special military operation. Yeah. The health in ministry. In my life, I've only been sure of one thing. <laughs> I was going to do that again. <laughs> Health Ministry is yet to comment on Mr. Trudeau's remarks, and the lawyer told the BBC his union would have to follow up with the department on what procedure there would be. Uh, this uh, story uh, strikes close to home for me. I'm sure it will for some people. Uh, PayPal, Venmo, and other cash app users who depend on digital payment platforms can breathe a temporary sigh of relief. The IRS, as of last year, said that you would now be taxed on anything over $600 that goes into those. Mm -hmm. uh, but now they've changed that because everybody complained. So now it'll go back to 20,000, but only for one year. Now they're saying next year, we'll still have to pay uh, taxes on the over $600. Uh, wait, stop. Yes, sir. Explain that to me. I will. Uh, for instance, uh, as you guys you know, owe, let's I'm, say you owe me some money. 
I'm uh, okay. No, let's not. Let's do this. I'll explain right. it to you where it makes sense. I am liquidating, of course, uh, as you know, my CD stock, right? All right. I'm, I'm selling my CDs, in other words, on, on eBay. I get paid by PayPal, uh, not by PayPal, to PayPal. People buy my CDs, pay my PayPal account. Under the new revisions, anything over $600 that I made would have been taxed. And I would have been taxed as a business. You'd have to count that as a business. You get a 1099K, which means you have to pay 15% off the top because allegedly you're paying employees, but I don't have employees. What a bunch of BS. 41, 42, yeah. 43, 44, yeah. 45. I was now, counting how many seconds until now, we lost. Now so. for this year, it'll go back up to 20,000. So I, if you weren't over 20,000, you'll get taxed for anything over 20,000. But next year, uh, they'll do what they said they were going to do about this year, anything over 600. Uh, this year, I've made over 600 selling CDs, so I would have had to pay tax. But it's not a business. It's me spending three minutes at my computer and so then going to the I, post office. So if I'm a guy with a couple of bushel baskets full of golf balls. Yes, sir. And I sit in my garage near the Highland Golf Course, oh. and the golfers get wind of me, and they come over and buy these used balls that I've found. Yep. And I make uh, I make fifteen hundred bucks one summer. Yep. Uh, no Venmo, no uh, scratch pad, or whatever the hell these things are called. Scratch, scratch pad. Scratch uh, pad. That's the latest, that's I the like that. Part, scratch pad. Yeah. Uh, that's just fifteen hundred in my pocket. The IRS never gets wind of as that. As long as they're they're paying you cash, right? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Then then it won't matter. But if they yeah. if they're paying you through PayPal, then the uh, uh, PayPal would have had to send you a ten ninety nine k for the nine hundred bucks you were over six hundred get it then you'd be taxed on the 900 and i i i I, joe this is an area i disagree being serious i I disagree too i i am very savvy when it comes to paying online whatever i refuse to use venmo and paypal i would never touch it they're evil evil operations (laughs) they're not evil they're handy as hell simon bar sinister i'm telling you they're you should not have those on your phone i'm just saying i don't good i do or TikTok. I, well, I have PayPal. I don't have Venmo. And have my Venmo. Uh, my I golf ball sales will open again in April. Okay, good. All right, then make sure you cash only, right? He'll be sitting on the fourth hole right over there on Edgecombe <laughs> Road. <laughs> uh, a bit of a uh, weird story from Maryland. A 19-year-old man is in custody after... I'm kind of glad Kenny's not here for this one. A 19-year-old man is in custody after spraying some sort of lotion on women inside stores in Gambrills, Maryland, touching some of the victims and trying to flee from police at the same time. Hmm. He is 19-year-old Jameer Madden. He was arrested, according to county police. Police said Madden sprayed some sort of lotion on as many as eight women in the Target store at the Chapel Town Center, a nearby Petco store, and at the Safeway at the nearby village in Chapel. Police told a local news channel the suspect also had touched the women's buttocks. A suspect and vehicle description were broadcast to officers. Police said officers spotted Madden, tried to stop him, but he drove toward officers before fleeing. Police said the suspect's vehicle uh, vehicle got stuck in a ditch. At that point, he was taken into custody. He is charged with two counts of fourth-degree sex offense, eight counts of second-degree assault, two counts of first-degree assault, and uh, it's not immediately known what was in the lotion. The substance will be tested, according to police. South Korea has formally lifted a ban on the import of full-body sex dolls, ending years of debate. Thank God. <laughs> so you can get them again? Years, yes. 
This ends but years of debate. It's been hard to get lately. Yeah. <laughs> over how much the government can interfere in private life. Although there are no laws or regulations in South Korea banning the import of sex dolls, hundreds and perhaps thousands have been seized by the customs, which cited a clause in the law that bans the import of goods that, quote, harm the country's beautiful traditions and public morals. Huh. Importer, importers complained and took their case to the courts, most of which agreed with them, and ordered customs to release the sex dolls, saying they are used in people's private spaces and do not undermine human dignity. On Monday of this week, the Korea Customs Service said in a statement it began enforcing a revised guideline for import of life-sized adult sex dolls, said it reviewed recent court rulings and opinions from relevant government agencies, including the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family. So sure. there have that also in South Korea. Speaking of that, yeah, go ahead. do you know electric vehicles are racist? No. What? I have found that. They don't like black people get or the, Asians. Get the dictionary on your computer. I All want right. you to look up a oh, word. All right. I'm on it right now. Rapateur. Right. I don't know what that How means. R-A-P-P-O-R-T-E-U-R. -P 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 -E -E when, when a young musician goes across the country to play music. Rapporteur. What is it? Rapporteur. A right. person appointed by an organization to report on the proceedings of its meetings. Rapporteur. Uh, all right. Ooh. United Nations Rapporteur Tendai Achiumi hmm. says that any reliance on a global capitalist framework to solve climate change perpetuates racism. This was a piece in the UK Guardian. Wow. Achiyumi's main concern is that the procurements of materials and minerals used for renewable energy comes at the expense of racially and ethnically marginalized groups and indigenous peoples. In her final report as an outgoing UN official, Achiyumi wrote the global ecological, ecological crisis is simultaneously a racial justice crisis but the effects of pollution, biodiversity loss, and climate change affecting marginalized groups. Mm. Well, lady, it's because China owns most of the mines in Africa where a lot of the mining is done for the precious metals that are needed for these phony car batteries, and they're using kids to do the work. So your bitch is with China, not me. Okay. Got it. Therefore, according to the UN official, not only are the outcomes of climate change negatively impacting marginalized people, but so are ecological problems as a whole. And uh, as well, these populations are being pushed. I'm sorry. These populations are being damaged by the push toward green energy. Isn't that the ultimate windmilling? Yes. <laughs> we want renewable, clean energy, but not if it has anything to do with capitalism. Right. right. <laughs> Let, how are you going to get it? Uh, the same structures responsible for the racial inequalities are doubling down on racial inequality and injustice. According to the activists, governing bodies are not accounting for the environmental impact of electric vehicles and where the minerals and all the materials that are required to produce electric vehicles are coming from. Yeah, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I can't take it. I, uh, I, I, everything so, I look at. Everything I look at. Bef before you go to... Before you go to break, Joe, I uh, forgot the story about Chris's girlfriend. We should probably do that, huh? Okay. Can I do a follow-up to the EV story very quickly, John? Because this sure. was submitted by a couple of GLers, Joe. This is from uh, your favorite publication, the Wall Street Journal, uh, by an author by the name of Brian Gitt, G-I-T-T. -T. I don't know. Okay. Gitt. 
Uh, cold weather reduces EV range and increases charging times. Mm-hmm. Range drops by 54% at wow. 5 degrees Fahrenheit, and it can take three times longer to charge the car. Fear of getting stranded in cold weather is a real concern no for kidding. EV buyers. Uh, EV buyers who drive in colder climates should strongly consider getting a car with a range about double what their daily driving needs are so they're not left stranded in a cold snap. Uh, that's according to Jake Fisher, Senior Director of Auto Testing at Consumer Reports. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. Uh, they're not the answer. Uh, I, I certainly don't want one. They're government cars. They're government mandated. One of the reasons the Tesla stock is down, by the way, is that consumers are beginning to realize that Tesla is not the only one making electric cars. They're all doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all got them now because they're afraid of the government. And they're afraid of ESG scores. They're afraid of banks. They're afraid of but activists it, like Gichi Wamagumi here, who says <laughs> that uh, uh, this is we don't want any capitalists making our electric batteries. But isn't Tesla the best? Not to my way of thinking. Okay. I have no idea. I'm not a. I don't own an electric car. Meanwhile, someone has an overhead. Tesla sh- might be the ugliest. It looks like <laughs> they a look dolphin. like a dolphin. They look like a dolphin. Someone has a video along the uh, a row of houses along Lake Erie, yeah. in which several cars are frozen into the ground. Right. I don't oh, think an EV yeah. would be able to make her through that. No, I don't think no. anything would. That's a good point. That's I don't a good. Think point. Anything would. From yes, uh, Pierce, South Dakota, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem got a hot Christmas gift from her staff. They gave her a Pulse Fire LRT flamethrower. Sweet. With an engraved plate of the state motto, Under God, the People Rule. A video posted to Twitter on Sunday shows Noam decked out in camouflage using the flamethrower to torch a pile of cardboard boxes on a snowy farm. She shoots a final spray of flames into the boxes, raises her arms with a flourish, and says, Boom, perfect. According to Tennessee-based ammunitions company Mid-South Shooters, a Pulse Fire LRT, uh, LRT will put you back 650 bucks. Noam spokesperson Ian Fury said no tax dollars went toward the purchase. The gift comes after a photo on Twitter showing Noam holding a flamethrower with the caption, is it too late to add something to my Christmas list, went viral in 2020. I have some questions about this. Mm-hmm. What what is what is the source of the flame? Do you put gas in them? It's propane, isn't it? I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't want to look it. I'll look it up. The second point I wanted to make is what do you do with them? Rapporteur. Whoops. What do you do with them? How do, do you, you I mean you would scorch you? your driveway, wouldn't you? We get rid of the hump. Well, here's why I ask. <laughs> I happened to ironically get into a conversation with some guys last night about flamethrowers. I got your answer. And, uh, really? What's the famous uh, sporting goods store in Walker, Minnesota? Oh, Skills? No. Shoot. You mean Shields? No. Shields? Uh, whatever. They sell pallets of those every year. Just Are you talking like a Bass Pro Shop or something? Yeah, but it's got its own name. Cabela's? No. Oh. Uh, they sell they they sell as many as they can get in stock. Hmm. Really? What do you do with them? The flamethrower well, is brought into standby by opening the ignition valve that delivers butane to the tip of the butane. gun, right. housing butane. and lighting it with the help of the ignition system. This creates a small flame that remains lit as long as it is supplied with <laughs> gas from the pressurized gas tank. That, according to HowStuffWorks.com. There was a great use of a flamethrower. Reeds Lake Distributors? It, no. Reeds? Uh, Reeds. 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 
there was a great uh, Reed's a hell of a story. You ever been to Reed's? No, I've no. never Ooh, been. No. Boy, can you get stuff? Oh boy, uh, they have one near Bay Lake too. There's two Reed's that I know of. In any event, where was I? Reed's. 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 Uh, no. Uh, Walker, flamethrower. How does it work? Where does it go? What you do you need argue, it for? You were arguing or debating uh, flamethrowers last night or the other night. Uh, oh, I guess, I guess if you need, uh, the reason you get one is because you need one. Mm-hmm. But you, and when you say, why do you need one? People say, well, what are you nuts? You need one. There's a guy of a flamethrower. There's a oh, great... I know what I was going to say. Here we go. There was a great use mm-hmm. of flamethrowers in the movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that used as a murder weapon? Huh? Or didn't you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. At the end I of the movie. At the end, doesn't he fry the guy in the he, pool? He fries the Manson family member. Yeah. 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 He, he melts him, remember? Yeah. Basically. Oh, it was a wonderful scene. Yeah. Ah, he liquidated her. Yeah. There was a, a great video of a guy clearing his driveway using a flamethrower. That was a couple of years but old. But don't you scorch your driveway? I would think so. There's a, uh, there is an article uh, from CNN money says, what would you use a flamethrower for? Uh, firefighters use them strangely enough, uh, because they can move the fire back burning. Yeah. Uh, so they can do that it for makes that. Sense. Yeah. Uh, also terra torches can be used to clear land for crops. If you're a farmer. Yeah. I uh, get the, gov- that. the government uses them to burn out overgrowth to create habitats for animals. Uh, and then the other ones, uh, World well, War II, they were big, weren't they? I don't know. And one, yeah, one and two. In fact, the top one here is war, the top reason. Uh, number four is fun, I, I suppose, just to have it and burn cardboard boxes, right. I guess, yeah. but I recycle in, in, those because I'm conscientious. How about insect hives burning those? This yeah. is that, but then you uh, burn your house down, torching driveways and melting ice and snow. Uh, and then the uh, writer of this obviously trying to be very funny. The last reason is zombie apocalypse. Oh, so yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, you got to sure. have a just in case. for that. Yeah. Just in well, case. Well, I, I guess they're out there and they're fun as hell. I just don't. Uh, you can get it. I don't. I guess I just don't need one. I can't think of a reason. Well, why that's I, not the GL attitude. Well, you should. I think if you're urban, you shouldn't have one. If you're rural, you can. Yeah. You know, start. I think burning stuff. Uh, one of you guys should buy one. That way, I could just borrow it if I needed yeah. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, take a time out, please. Okay. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Okay. Okay, Chris. I will. What, were people mad that she had one? I, I guess I don't understand. The... Well, the, I'm uh, sure you Euphorians went nuts. The, oh. the, the complaint then, of course, they turned it into because people were starving uh, on Pine, at Pine Ridge. I don't know if you saw the news stories. They were I, having all I kinds didn't. of problems on Pine Ridge. And I didn't. She's busy playing with flamethrowers. Well, I just decided, gentlemen, that there's just a lot of people that like to bitch. Well, this the country is under snow plows and uh, Biden's it's in the Virgin Islands is the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Pine but- Ridge might be the most depressing place I've ever been in my life. Ever. Where is it? It's in South, South Dakota. Dakota. Thanks. Just God. Well, it's near the Black Hills, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it be- is? Yeah, it's between the border and <laughs> I realize this is a large area. Between the border and Rapid City. How's that? <laughs> yeah. But it's depressing as hell. Um, we did a bunch of news stories there when I worked in Bismarck, and it was just like, I, say, I, 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 I would share a story, but I don't want to. 
Okay. You can't tease us like that. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it's just, it's, you know, it's a little personal. Okay. Not really. Whoops. I unplugged Does that have to do with flamethrowers? No, I can't hear. No, that's where my wife went to high school. Pine Ridge? No, in Wall. In Wall. In the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. It's fun. It's fun to visit, but I could not imagine living there. I'll put it that way. Wall? That just that area. Oh. Uh boy, I got a I think I have a bulletin here. Okay. Hooters is shutting down. No. Come on. Joe, when's the last time you've been in a Hooters? I'm not sure I've ever been in one. Oh, they have great fries. Really? I'm okay. sure fries suck. I'll, I'll tell the story because I don't want to share it on the show, but town council can get a little bit. Yeah, nice. stream them up. I was in Atlanta. The, what what Atlanta. year did you go in the Hall of Fame? Uh, was that 18? So it was that weekend because I left to fly until after your thing. And the hotel I was staying at, by the time I got back from the game, kind of winder down, the only thing that was open to go get dinner at about 8.30 was oh, no. freaking Hooters. Yeah. Hooters. It's because I asked the gal at the front, I go, hey, is there anything nearby that delivers? She said, no, the only thing that's walking distance is Hooters down the block. And I yeah. thought, all right, I'll walk in and grab me some wings and head her back, right? Yep. The bar was nothing but 30 dudes sitting there by themselves. Gross. Oh, God. Just give me my food. Can I go yeah, now? Can I, don't shield your eyes. And I'm not a prude by any means, but I just, yeah. That isn't much of a story. It was just sad. Yeah. Well, what what is it? What? What did you want to discover there? I didn't want to be in there at all. But the fact that I was there amongst the horny okay, what time? What guys, time of night was it? Not eight thirty nine. I I don't know. It was eight thirty nine, and it was a Sunday. You remember that specifically? Oh, that's that's sad. That's what I'm saying. That's it sad. was Sunday night. Well, you know, <laughs> you can't buy sex dolls, so you got to go to the strip. Got to go well, to you can get them now. The Korea's oh, opening up. Well, people, yeah, I, Korea, I hate go. strip clubs. I think they're depressing. I like a script club. No, they're. I don't. Who is that dude? I, can't uh, I like a script club. Pac Man. Pac Man. Pac Man Jones. I like a club. All right, I, hate, I got to fly to work. I hate pornography. So is unnerving. It's right, dreadful. All right. Um. Am I done with ads? We all are. We didn't have any. I know, I know. Actually, we had one today. Kenny, Hi, Johnny Cake. Kenny had a moon. See you, How come I didn't hear it? Because I plugged it in. He recorded it before you got here today. Anybody see the movie Knives Out? Oh, no. my, my wife uh, uh, watched it. People are raving oh, wait, about it. Wait, Knives Out, the first yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. About the first one. yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch that and then watch Glass Onion. Wait. Okay, you don't need to, though, apparently. I know. Uh, Knives Out, you'll like a lot, I think. What's I believe the show that's super popular right now? Glass the, Onion. No, the um, resort. The resort show. Uh, White. White Lotus. Lotus. White Lotus. I haven't watched it. Okay, have you watched it, Johnny? I have not. Is it good? In the second season, the love interest for the um, one of the ladies is Uncle Rico. Um, nice. It is hilarious. Matthew watched that the, both seasons, and I said, "Did you see Uncle Rico?" He's like, "No, who was Uncle?" Was Rico? he like that? He was something similar. To yeah, that. he's moving to Austin tomorrow. Well, they got Austin, money in Austin. Are you Austin, helping? Texas? 
<laughs> he's there doing a U-Haul today. I'm at work, so I can't help. Sorry, guys. Austin, Minnesota, or Austin, Texas? Austin, Texas. 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 Austin, Texas. That's where the hip entrepreneurs That's the hipsters all live there, man. They all go there. You're, you're ne never supposed to be a guitar player and move to Austin because there's 3,000 great guitar players there and you'd never get a job. What's the attraction? I don't know. Well, well, isn't me. that where what? Rush. That's Crawford. Who is Crawford? But isn't that where um, South by Southwest is? Isn't that in Austin? Yes. Yeah, in Austin City Limits, obviously. They That's record North there. by Northwest. That's a great film. <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> I want that back no. so I can watch it. Uh, when he watch. gives Johnny Hyde his book back, I will give you back. Fair South trade. And as soon as the you Twins sign a starting pitcher, I'll give that book back to John. You, you know what the good thing about Ball 4 is for me? I have three other copies of it. I was going to say you have so. several, copies. Well, including, have several a, copies. Including a signed Jim Bouton copy. So there you Isn't go. Isn't he the one that left his wife for the other guy's wife? No, no. no a, that was Kekich. No, yeah. it was Mike Kekich and Fritz Peterson. That's yeah. it. That's in that book, I heard. No, it's not. It, this the book is based. Oh God, you know Isn't what? Isn't the book about 1964? No, six. It's based on the 69 season. 69? What he got? What he ended up with the Mariners? Can you imagine that? First year. One guy goes to his teammate says, "Hey, let's just swap families." Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> what? How do you? How do you run Did that? They swap by? kids and everything. I think so. Didn't they, John? That's uh, uncouth. I didn't think they did, but I, see now I got to check. What was the? It was a couple Yankee guys. I thought. Mike Kekich and Fritz Peterson. I just said that. Yeah, Jesus played for God. the Yankees. You the know what? All pinstripes. Hey, don't make them like they used to. You know they're having a bowl game with their ruck. It's the bad boy. What is it called, Joe? What the, the bad boy lawnmower bowl? Uh. I think they're called bad boys. Bad boy lawnmower pinstripe. I wish bad boy lawnmowers had advertised with us. They sound right up our alley. You need a new lawnmower? They're made in Arkansas. They're uh, totally American. Can you get them here? I'm sure you could. Oh. You'd have to look it up on your computer. Yeah. They, they swapped entire families, including their dogs. But huh. not kids. Entire yes. families. You said entire families, Joe. They swapped. Did it last? Are they still... Fritz Peterson and Suzanne Kekich married. They're still happily together as of 2019, but Mike Kekich and Marilyn Peterson parted ways. Huh. So that didn't work out for them. That didn't pan out. That's, uh, that, that didn't that's pan a, out. That's an odd one. All right, meatheads. See you yeah. tomorrow, Rook. Hey, Rook. I'm going to go save the country. Yep. One flight at a time. Yep. One fight at a time. Hey, just kick up as many drunks as you can today. Make that make that my Christmas gift. You got to work uh, New Year's Eve day. No, that's a Friday. No, I'm off. No, Friday, New Year's Saturday. Eve day is a Thursday's Saturday. My last day, and then I started the new place on uh, oh, the second. Somebody was asking what that was, and I didn't know what the name of it was. Innovative Handling Solutions, IHS. <laughs> No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Innovative no. handling solutions. No, it isn't. We handle solutions. No, you know, no it is. Our tagline no, is, isn't. we're very handy. Boom. Oh, <laughs> is. Is. I oh, God. You dumbass. <laughs> hey, uh, can I get you a hand? Are you going there? How about your handy? You need a handy? How did I get stuck with this? Yeah, I know. How did I get stuck with this? 
Don't be going too far. This is a two-hour flight. Hang on, we got a long <laughs> This isn't even funny. Oh, my God. I'm looking up Fritz Peterson and Mike Kakich. So. Why do my headphones keep coming unplugged? Because you're, you're, you're gesticulating. No, Just the, good word. Somebody in here bent the damn, what do you call it, the, the tip part that plugs in. Well, that's hard oh. to do. Well, that's Kekich, because they were plugged in and somebody bumped into the cord. Kakich's career went to hell right after the swap. And was he uh, good before he, that? He was uh, like an average. Like today, he'd make eighteen million because he was a lefty and he was he was always ten and eight, that kind of thing. See you, Rock. Peterson had some good years after the swap. So who cares? Well, I just <laughs> you guys brought it up. I didn't. I, I did not bring it up. Well, I, I think that was my fault. Was Chris, my fault. then. I'll blame Chris. You ready always to easy. go? It's always easy to blame Chris. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. That's all right. <laughs> we going to talk Hooters? No, I, I don't. I'm not sure that this is actually a story, but it's trending, strangely enough. It looks like even, it might be a five-year-old story. I don't even were, think there's one here anymore. Not in the mall? No. Was that the only one locally? Well, there was one in Burnsville off right up. And the only reason I know that is because you could see it from the freeway. Huh. What in the... Jeez, listen Well, to that's that. in my house, isn't it? Asthmatic that's, dog. No, we have a guest dog. That's the guest dog. A you know guest what that, dog play date? You know what that means? Huh. You know who just walked in the door? I Dylan Height. Dylan Height, yeah. I'll be damned. So he got all go. the way to Des Moines and crashed for the night. He did. He called me. Oh, yeah. People are yelling now. Oh, my God. It sounds festive upstairs. All right. Let's wrap this up, damn it. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. I'm rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Hi, how are you? Is this Dylan and John? John and Dylan. Yeah, that's me and Dylan. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> According to a new study, because you got to have a study. You have to. Sure, of course. I kind of like this one. No, I don't like this one. According to a new study conducted by the Libertarian-leaning Committee to Unleash Prosperity, this is... <laughs> what? That's a heck of this a This is from uh, Alpha News. Now, a shame on Alpha News. Do they say a liberal-leaning committee when they do stuff? They're, they're, they surprise me here by pointing out that this is a Libertarian-leaning committee. Uh, Minnesota ranks among the worst states in the union when it comes to government benefits, disincentivizing people to work. Welfare pays more than or nearly as much as respectable middle-class jobs. Steve Moore, Casey Mulligan, and E.J. Antoni wrote in a New York Post opinion piece last week. That might explain why so many businesses can't get workers back on the job yep. almost three years after COVID-19. Moore is the founder of the Club for Growth and a former member of the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Mulligan is a professor of economics at the University of Chicago. And Tony works as a research fellow for the D.C.-based Heritage Foundation. So these are three pretty much crackerjack guys. Mm -hmm. They authored a study called Paying Americans Not to Work that calculates the monetary value of subsidies related to the Affordable Care Act, unemployment insurance, child tax credits, and food stamps. Taken collectively, the study purports to show that government assistance is now having a negative impact on American people. 
Those temporary COVID benefits have expired, but this study finds that even with existing unemployment benefits and the dramatic recent expansion of Obamacare subsidies, a spouse would have to earn more than 80 grand a year for a, from a 40-hour-a-week job to have the same after-tax income as families with two unemployed spouses receiving government benefits. Isn't that something? In these states, working 40 hours a week and earning 20 bucks an hour would mean a slight reduction in income compared to two parents receiving unemployment benefits and health care subsidies. And believe me, I bet there are people out there who figured this out. Oh, of course they've there is. crunched the numbers. In 24 states, unemployment benefits and Obamacare subsidies for a family of four with both parents not working are the annualized equivalent of at least the national median household income. The authors conclude, according to the trio's findings, Minnesota ranks fourth in the U.S. when it comes to doling out benefits in relation to annual salary. On a chart in the report, Minnesota is behind just New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Washington with $98,915 in earned income equivalent for unemployed couples with independents. Hmm. It's it's laughable, but at the same time, it tells you exactly why we're in the trouble that we are, in a nutshell. Minnesota is also fourth in the nation when it comes to benefits paid out to two unemployed parents with two dependent children, with $92,344 in earned income equivalent. The expansion of the welfare state has created situations where work often just doesn't pay. The study's co-authors argued in New York. Until the unemployment runs out, there is very little incentive to go back to work, especially when the family is receiving more than their blue-collar counterparts who are on the job. It's amazing. Well, and I believe the Increased Minimum Wage Act is set to take place. uh, First of the year. Correct. And someone had said, well, that's great, but we... Even with the increased minimum wage, we're still not going to be able to attract people to these jobs anyway because of this very thing you're talking about. Only. It's a hell of a depressing show we've had. It really has been. (laughs) It's just been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're in trouble. We're in serious trouble, Joe. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. And don't I wish I was there. Oh, but it's lovely right now. <laughs> On this date in 1846. December 28th. The state of Iowa was admitted to the Union. Iowa Territory had extended north into what would become western Minnesota in this area is without a formal government until Minnesota Territory is created in 1849. Wow. And on this day, December 28th, in 1909, W.E. Pussyfoot Johnson, who had the authority to enforce federal liquor laws on Native American reservations, led a raid on the saloons of Park Rapids, which were illegally serving residents of the White Earth Reservation of Ojibwe considered wards of the state and protected by an 1855 treaty. Johnson and a trainload of U.S. Marshals gathered all the bottles they could find and demolished them on Main Street. Don't you wow. mean saloon? 
Sloon. Yes. Sloon. Yep. So that was W.E. Pussyfoot Johnson. He uh, ruined all the liquor in Park Rapids, Minnesota on this day in 1909. He raided a sloon. He got into the sloon mm. there. Okay. Thank you, GLers. Yes. Don't forget, if you haven't done so yet, sign up at garagelogic.com and be eligible to join us for the celebration of the 1,000th podcast. you got to sign up or you're not getting in, garagelogic.com. And there you can also sign up for the GarageLogic Town Council. You can give it as a gift. How about a late Christmas gift of GarageLogic to someone in your life? Follow us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. We clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We clear. Still came and waved at you guys, but nobody looked up. So oh. <laughs> I was too busy concentrating on Joe. Yeah, I paid no attention because Joe was here. <laughs> where are you going for dinner? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we're eating here because we're going to do Christmas tonight. Oh, that's right. Christmas. Who is Andre the Giant? I just want to know who he is. <laughs> I just want to know who he is. <laughs> No, I uh, uh, just wanted to know. No, I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to know. Who, he is. know. <laughs> who, is? who is Andre oh, the Giant? <laughs> I don't know. I just, just want to know who he is. Nah, it's a funny hat. It's who big. is yes. Archibald? Spell that. A-R-C-H-I-B-A-L-D. That's right. Okay. Granville. G-R-A-N-V-I-L-L-E. Oh, no, D. Granville. Yep. Bush, B-U-S-H. John, mark. Don't forget your news stories, please. Oh God, thanks. Who is Archibald Granville Bush? Question mark. Yep. Okay. And then uh, uh, Joe lays out a litany of depressing topics. Yeah, Joe. Uh, Joe has uh, serious questions about the future of the show. <laughs> oh God, you'll scare everybody now. Okay, don't put that. No, I think that's great. <laughs> All right. Based on, based on. Every story that appeared in today's newspapers. <laughs> okay, Johnny Height. Johnny Height. And we'll do it again tomorrow night. Let's do it again. Archibald Bush. What a guy he must have been. Just get you know, his nose to the grindstone. Uh, there won't. I went to him and his wife's bios. Uh, they won't yeah. be able to find anything that they can cancel him with. Both just stand-up human beings. Just well, you know. sure, but they were white. Well, they were white, but they were also like one of his foundation's main causes was to help Native Americans. And oh. I mean, his, yeah, they're both. Oh, uh, we'll find something, John. And then she moved to Florida after he died, and her philanthropy, etc., is spotless. <laughs> Well, you get the Edith Bush Theater in St. Paul. Yeah. Don't see a lot of Edith these days. It's Edith Edith with a Y also. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder where they lived in the Twin Cities. Hmm. Wouldn't that be neat to know? I thought you mentioned that. Oh, no, Rook mentioned where he was buried. That's what it was. 
I wonder if he's a Summit Avenue guy or a Minneapolis guy. Oh, crap. I bet he was yeah. a Summit Avenue guy. Oh, you would have heard about that. John, did you send me news stories? I, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Why? I just accidentally. Uh... Accidentally. <laughs> did you erase the show? No, I accidentally hit post and I forgot to include your news stories. Oh, well, do you still need them then? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. All right. Just, it'll, it'll update later, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, we don't want to do that. That'd be dumb. How about that? Mark Rosen, man. What about him? He's getting, getting married. Really? So who? Uh, Karen okay. Nelson, Vikings executive. Yeah, she works for the Vikings. Huh. Good for him. As my wife always says, something happens to me, you better get married right away again. Whoops, hang on. I had okay. the came unplugged. What'd you say, John? Why, my wife would she, why would she say that? I don't know. She says, if something happens to me, you better get married right away. So I'm not lonely. I don't know. I have no idea. Because you can't take care of yourself? <laughs> that could be it. Why can't I find any of the stories I read? What the hell? How did you know this about Rosen? He posted it. On it's yeah, it's, and it's on in the paper and stuff too. Oh, it's in the paper. Yeah, it's on Star Tribune website. That's where I just saw it again. Oh, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it. That's on... a uh, it's a news story, huh? Entertainment section. I guess entertainment. <clears throat> Chris, I'm looking really. It, it won't be long now, and I'll send you something. Well, here, I've got the Christy Gnome story right here. I don't want her on there. Yeah, I'm putting it on here. <laughs> to hell with you. Oh, the flamethrower? Yep. Just because she's your girlfriend. She is my girlfriend. Okay, I want... Do, do, do. That's straight GL, though, getting your governor a flamethrower. I think that's cool. Okay, Chris. <laughs> oh, I better do uh, the pulp, huh? The pulp I was going to uh, send you, and then I didn't, because what if he dies? Then, you know, we're saying, hey, he's sick, and then True. he dies. And True. So I thought, man, I don't want to do that. Good call, John. That's if you're, you're looking for news stories, what the hell am I looking for, you bastard? You I'm bastard. Not, I'm not. I'm just on Twitter looking at. Uh, Let's see. We'll go with the fight our future thing because the, Joe uh, used that. The weather for Green Bay Sunday uh, seems, uh, unfortunately, very nice. Sorry, well, I, I didn't really have much. Telling you. I just didn't have much to do with it. <laughs> That's a late day game, huh? Might get good. Three twenty-five. Gonna get cold, maybe. Four twenty. That's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. Everything's Although be somebody right. did make point out that the last eight games that Nance and Romo have done for the Vikings, they've lost every single one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of over Romo. I'm I'm done with it. I think he's still good. Yeah. What's to be done with the guys? The best? No. I'm still. I like Buck and Aikman. I don't really dislike a lot of announcers. I, I 
I mean, there's some that obviously you go, oh my God, what the hell is this guy the doing? The ones, though, that but they're bringing that in. complain constantly about The new ones, uh, some of the, uh, the, the first timers that you can tell, it, it's just nonstop cliche. I just, I turn the sound yeah. up. Like yeah. Mark Sanchez, oh my God, get him Sanchez off. definitely has. He is awful. And so is that other guy that used to be the linebacker. Um, the hell's his last name? Is it I Vilma? Know. I can't stand him. I don't know. And I get it, you know, because I'm I'm I don't care that they're because they're they're trying to broadcast to a, a a large audience, not just people that are Viking fans, for instance. Yeah. Well, I just get annoyed. I mean, yeah, there's people who can't put three words together. The Raiders are benching Derek Carr and turning to Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> Seriously? What are the Jets gonna do? They're get they're gonna move on from Wilson. There's a story the other day. Basically, it sounds like nobody on the team can stand him. Who, Wilson? Yeah. Wow. The Packer-Dolphin game had a 25.92 million audience. Holy balls. Is that good? Is that good? 26 million people watching a football game? Football. We love our football in America. Uh, I just sent you some stories, Chris. Thanks, John. You're Whoa. the best. Yelling. Stop. Stop yelling. Tesla owners blast car charging chaos with dozens of electric vehicles forced to wait in three-hour lines at charge stations across the UK. Right here. World's smallest violin for those people. Yep. Babaloo. Boy, they had a, I saw a news feature on that, that kid that died, the hockey player that died. What a, they thought he was going to make it. That's really awful. Homeless daughter of Dennis Eckersley told cops she was trying to save herself first when she abandoned her newborn baby in the freezing woods. I think that's her, his adopted daughter. The Eck. We just we just didn't have enough of a depressing show. We got to carry that on. I'm just going to keep giving <laughs> some more good stuff here. Joe, in two hours, will send us texts about something really depressing. Yeah. Hey guys, did you see? <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's adopted, adapted. He's kind of an ass, isn't he? I, I never. Didn't, really well, didn't he get but... into a fight with somebody in the broadcast booth, or what was that all? No, and it wasn't it on an airplane. It was on. That's what it was. Buffalo descends into chaos after blizzard of the century. Store owners open fire on looters, and body of dad to be is found after he went to get supplies for his nine-month pregnant wife. Want me to keep going? Nope. No. Yeah, it oh, was let's Dave. make sure we include that St. Paul sales tax rate story in this. We I, I did, didn't I? Didn't I yeah, say anything? we got to yeah. make sure that's part of the... Uh... Uh, it was David Price, who I, I always thought was a little too precious anyway. So I'm good, I'm good with Eck going after David Price. That's what it was. You're exactly right. Guy goes to get supplies and he ends up freezing to death. That's That sucks. Kate Hudson is in Knives Out. I'll say. Holy yes. mackerel. There's a tons of stars in Knives Out. Ton. Although, 
I was a big fan of her until she dated A-Rod. Wasn't she with the Black Crows guy? Yes. Yes. Chris, is it, what's his name? Chris, Chris Robinson. Robinson. So so why would that affect what you think of her as an actress? I'm just curious. No, I mean as a, as a looker. <laughs> nah, A-Rod's gross. Makes once, no sense to me. I'm sorry. Once you get involved with A-Rod, I'm done with you. God. He's icky. Chris. Uh, I'm weird. I know. You know, you know what you need to do? You I got to never go online because you tend to make, uh, you know, you tend to get opinions well, about I'm, people based on. I'm on, telling you idiots. I'm not sharing it on social well, I, media. I know, but it's just weird to me. It's just like when you say, uh, last week we were talking about some rock star that you thought was an idiot because you read something about him. And I thought, well, that's kind of silly. Who was it? I I'm don't remember. Right. I don't know. Nah, well, you you wouldn't know if you're right, see, because you don't know him. That's that's. Oh, no, I opinion. know him like this. You are just a he and I. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of talking we did. <laughs> <laughs> How about that Elon Musk? Still thinking he's a genius, are you, Chris? Well, he. <laughs> Well, I don't, yeah, uh -huh. I, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up with what I think. <laughs> He's not stupid. I'm going to say that. He different. I'm, I'm just going to shut up because sure. I can only get in trouble here. So we got a standoff. Oh, wait, that was yesterday. <laughs> it's tough to keep up with stuff, Joe. Where? Just everywhere. A lot of stuff going on, Joe. Stuff. Stuff. You got stuff, you know. Um, I got to go make a call. Okay. Right yeah, I should probably go, uh, you know. Go say, say hi, hi to, to Dylan for say us, Say hi to John. my kid, probably. Uh, Is he home for good now? He's home for good now. Well, I mean, not for good. I'm sure at some point he's going to move again somewhere, but <laughs> he's home for now. I'm going to tell Jess that I got to go out to LA to get some of his stuff and bring it back. <laughs> Does he have a job yet? Like yeah, he's, yeah, he just transferred to the oh, Costco okay. St. Louis Park. Very cool. Cool. So, yeah, he'll be working there. Same one I worked at, actually. Oh, I wouldn't want to be doing that in this. Well, I guess it's not bad. <laughs> no, he, no he's, he's not going to be working gas. I know, but Same what you store. did, that would have been awful the last week or so. Ah, it was fine. I didn't mind in winter. We had gigantic coats. Kept you yeah, warm but with the wind? Ah. <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm a wimp now, John. I can tell. Yep. Hell, I was 63 when I was doing it. Come on. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, the world's oldest giraffe died. How old was he? 26 and a half. Is that all they live? Really? I don't know. That seems weird. We were at the San Diego Zoo about four years ago, and two giraffes were having at it, and I started to laugh, and she elbowed me. I said, well... What do you want me to do about it? I've uh, the I've reached the uh, the Joe Sushery theory. What the zoos are? Yeah, I don't like them. I, I'm not a big fan. I just go because my wife and kids like it. But I will well, say I, the that, San Diego Zoo. Too. The San Diego Zoo is cool. It's neat. Yeah, but there's animals there that don't want to be there. So true. <laughs> but you know what? It's better that they're there with. Three then square the, meals than in the, wild, in the wild eaten by a lion. I'm not sure I agree with you there, Chris. No, not sure I agree with you. Carson Wentz, is he starting this week? Yep, yeah, he's starting. They benched what's his name? Heineke. Who are they playing? I hope they lose because they aren't need they them playing to lose Dallas? Again. No, Dallas is playing. Yeah, they're playing Dallas, aren't they? 
Go Cowboys. Wait. Because they no, they're playing, yeah. No. Browns. They're playing the Browns. Hell, I hate the Browns too. Now Why aren't they all do? aren't they? I thought they were all division games the last two weeks of the year. Huh. I don't know. I didn't think that. They play the Cowboys last week. That's what it is. And if they win the final two, obviously they'll be a wild card team, and that means the Packers won't. So. You know what's gonna suck is because I think the Vikings are gonna lose on Sunday to the Packers. Yeah. And they're gonna it's gonna have to come down to the Raiders, because now the Raiders are playing the Niners. So the Vikings are going to end up as a three seed. What's the Niners record? I don't even know. They're one game behind the Vikings. Oh, okay. And I think the 49ers have the tiebreaker over them, but I can't remember. They didn't play, right, today? No. Today, oh, this God, year? if they did, they'd get killed. Niners are playing good, man. Sheesh. Yeah. Washington has to lose one, and the Packers have to win both games, and then the Packers will make the playoffs. Because who do they they play Detroit after the Vikings? Yeah, Minnesota then Detroit, both both at Lambeau. Wow, weird. But I, I'm not Don't sure. the Packers get like 12 home games a year? I, yeah, they do. I'm not sure. I really want them to make the playoffs, but because <laughs> they would get killed. Uh, well, it depends. Maybe they could play the Vikings. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. No, they'd end up playing the Niners then if the Niners end up number two. And that would be, uh, they'd get killed. That would yeah. be bad. Yeah. That would be bad. Uh, is, uh, what's his name out for the rest of the season? Garoppolo? Or is he coming yeah, back? Yeah, he's out for the year. So what's the kids their starter then, obviously? What's the guy's name? Brock Purdy, Joe's guy. Brock Purdy, yep. What a story. He wants an extent. Why don't you do that for your column? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> A couple weeks ago, he said, I want a full page, whatever, on Brock Purdy. Well, I think it's a hell of a story. It is a great story. Till he poops the bed in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, till the Packers beat him in the first round. Packers are not going to beat him, John. <laughs> See you, Joe. See you, Joe. God, I got it. Funny. Two o'clock. Joe is like the crabby old man, man. He's just hysterical. Oh, really? Hadn't noticed. Yeah. It's just sometimes you just have to giggle. You have to giggle. Oh, that's right. We're letting the town council in on all this. Oh, they know. Town council, it's not an act. Let's put it that way. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. I'm going to go say hi to Dylan. Say hi to him for me, will you? I will. And right. uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, Johnny. See you. All right. See you, Chris.